to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hi, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws, and I run a company called Andrew Laws Associates. Um, There's loads of jokes I can make about my own name, but I'll leave that for another time. So if you've listened before, you'll know this podcast is about internet marketing, but I also like to gather gather around me interesting people um, who who have made an impression on me or who I think are doing something cool. Now, I have here with me someone called Adam Scott, who is the owner-operator of Ipswich Embroidery and Print. Now, I was invited to a BNI meeting a while ago now, and Adam did the, you call it the education slot. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, the education <laughs> slot, and it was about talking to people at networking. So you may not think that's strictly an internet marketing kind of topic, but our ethos about internet marketing is that it's not something that really works well in isolation. Sometimes it does. But most of the time, you have to be a human being. You have to actually kind of talk to people. And going to networking events is one of those things. So before we crack into that, Adam, do you want to just introduce yourself properly? Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm still reeling from the fact I've been introduced as a sort of an interesting person. I think that's what I I may as well walk it out. This is an achievement of the day. <laughs> There's um, so yes, like I say, I'm uh, Adam. I run Ipswich Embroidery and Print, as you pointed out. So we got started uh, a few years ago now. Like I said, from basically uh, necessity. <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was at the time I was working in teaching mm-hmm. for the previous ten years, and you know I'm, I won't get on my uh, hobby horse or anything, but. The, it sort of rapidly became apparent that, you know, that the culture had changed. It wasn't for me. You know, it's one of those things you grow as a person mm. sort of from your 20s to your 30s. Your personality sort of changes and you find yourself in an environment that, you know, you're no longer enjoying. While you might be successful in one field, it's not necessarily great. So it's, um, so we um, sort of had a, had a look down, sort of looked about for, you know, our other sort of talents and skills and we... We saw a hole in the market in uh, sort of embroidery and garment decoration and promotional materials. So mm-hmm. it's, um, we went from there. Yeah, cool. Um, so, so the re- the reason I brought you along is this magical talk, which was several months ago, and I'm not expecting you to remember word for word. <laughs> no. But you stood up in the middle of the BNI room and you said, "When you go to a network meeting." Apart from that, my mind's blank. It's gone blank. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not that what you said didn't stick with me, because clearly it made an impression. Yeah. But, but can, can you remember roughly, roughly kind of what, what your approach was? What, what? Yeah, so it was a sort of four-minute potted uh, sort of education slot, but I was trying to address a problem that a lot of people have when they first come to network meetings and that they walk into a room full of people eager to do business, but you don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And... Actually, the the one sort of downside to sort of so many networking groups is that they're well, you know, finely oiled machines that generate business for their members. But it can, but like any group, it can be hard to break into. It can get yeah. cliquey, you know, and you find and you go in the room, there's people standing in circles, you know, chatting, looking like they're having a great time. And the last thing they want is you interrupting, you know. Like that's what it, that's that's what that's what it, what it feels like. like. I mean, yeah. when, I, when I first started going many years ago, I'd always be the wallflower kind of stood there trying trying to eat the pastries without covering myself in bits of food and mm-hmm. and sipping a usually terrible coffee actually but yeah. but yeah sort of almost kind of seeing like a, a brick wall around all these little groups of people exactly and when and when we know in our heart of heart that you know if you've ever been to a networking event you're there to meet new people and 
desperate, you know, to, mm. to, to sort of to see new opportunities in the room. So where sort of how we feel and the reality couldn't be sort of further apart. And it's basically I just wanted to help people sort of navigate this that situation and make sure they they were getting the opportunities that were right there in front of them effectively. So, um, like I say, one of the first examples I always give is, um, you know, if you walk in and there's a a lot of advice, you know, if you'll hear things about polite people are saying, you know, don't invade personal space. People don't like this, mm. you know, which is true. You know, if I, uh, you know, if I'm pretty sure if you were walking down the street and I sort of just approached you and stood two inches from nose to nose, you'd have something to say about that. But, um, but people are very sort of highly attuned to their personal space, even for very momentary invasions of it. Mm. Now, Obviously, you shouldn't just stand there in people's personal space. That's a great way to get people's backs up, people absolutely correct. But what you can do is invade personal space when people are standing in circles and you've, you know, you've stood back for a second, you've looked at the, looks like there's an interesting conversation, you know that perhaps there's a person in that group you really want to talk to, mm-hmm. be a good uh, connection for you. You can sort of walk up to them and just with one person, you know, facing the person you perhaps really want to speak to. There's some good actions going on. Yeah, so that's a, this is a, a lot of, uh, this makes fantastic radio, doesn't <laughs> it, the gesticulation. But um, but you can walk up and if you imagine, say, the person who you really want to talk to is somewhere on the left of you, mm-hmm. you'd sort of go in and face that person and deliberately just for half a second put your back to the person you know, who's on directly on your right. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Not full 90-degree perpendicular, but just sort of like a shoulder, and you're talking almost at 45 degrees, cutting a, a line across mm. the circle, you know. And if you just lean in for that half a second, oh, hi, do you know, there's a re- lean forward, hi, do you know, sorry, guys, just a you know, fantastic conversation. Do you mind if I uh, join in? So and you- what will almost always happen instinctively in that situation is the guy you've turned your back to will, you know, and lent into his personal space, will take a step back and that circle will open up to let oh, you in. Wow. Like I say, so that's, uh, it's very hard to resist that because, you know, you're in and out of that person's personal space before they've had a, any opportunity to get, reali- really realise mm. what's happened and, like, get annoyed about it, you know. People well, I'd hope they wouldn't get, and no yeah, one should exactly. get annoyed because everyone's there for the same reason. Exactly, yes. And you go in, you're all super friendly and whatnot. It's, um, you know, and you're talking, to, you're already engaging with someone. They're going to open up that circle because they want to re-engage that conversation they were having anyway mm-hmm. as well. You know, so it's a double whammy. You know, instinctively you want to step back out of, to regain that personal space. But equally, you're looking for the... The, to rejoin the conversation you were just in. Mm. So if you've done that, it's it's a great opportunity to open up those cliquey-looking groups and inject yourself into the conversation. So one of the things I've, I've struggled with is do you do you wait for a pause in the conversation or do you... I, I, I find if you're Not many for, come along. No, exactly. I think if, like I say, you'll be waiting till the end of the meeting and, you know, there'll be a lady coming around tidying the chairs up. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time you saw it, you, you get one. Um, so... And to be honest, it might feel rude. And to a certain extent, like I say, it is very momentarily a little mm. bit of a rude thing to do, I suppose, if you were being technical. But like you said, you've got to remember why everyone's there. Mm. They're there to meet new people, to do business, new opportunities. If they're having a great time, most of the time they're chatting away, usually they're not there with 
a new business person they're trying to impress. They're there with people they know and trust and get on with anyway. Yeah. And you're not you're not robbing them of anything. In fact, you're gifting them your presence. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's as a, a new really, opportunity. Yeah, it's a really nice mental kind of mental switch for it. Yeah. So that's a great one. That's in terms of confidence. Like I say, it's probably the hardest one to do the mm-hmm. first time you do it. Do you know if you if you're not used to just invading people's conversations but you'll find it's a, a very useful technique and once you've done it once or twice you know you were aware well, you're with saying it. it now and i have i can say had it happened to me i have mm. you know had people introduced and i'd never thought anything of it in fact in all the networking things i've been where i think people have sidled in like that i don't mm. think i've ever identified it so it clearly you know i am not every person but it's clearly never offended me. Mm. To be fair, I am pretty hard to offend. But <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, like, so, 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 I mean, it's just something I know that people who have, you know, tried it out for themselves, you know, mm. I've said, oh, God, you know, they've sort of mumbled a little bit about the first time they've done it, and then I said, do you know what? It's great. It works fantastic. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's you got to think well, if you're ever doubting, you know, and you think, oh God, what if I really embarrass myself? Well, you're in a room full of strangers anyway. Who you? You can either waste your time and money nope. right there and then, or take a chance. This is the and, thing, and, and to achieve the same thing as if you'd never tried. Someone, someone once said to me, um, you know, just have a think about. Well, what's the worst thing that could happen? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of kind of worse things that, that could happen. I, I did care work many years ago. Believe me, there are bad things that can happen to your body when you're not expecting it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm probably not pro- 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 probably not helping here. Yeah, you, <laughs> there's a separate podcast. There's a separate isn't it? podcast. Yeah. You? I mean, you'd you'd make a fairly big impression. Mm. No, no, oh, do you remember, I remember you. You're that guy. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> speaking through false teeth. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, fantastic. So that's that that's that's a big one, really. Mm-hmm. There's um, another one I always like to say to people as well is, um, do you know, advice people get as well is, oh, do you know, always try and make, uh, do you know, make hand contact and things like that yeah which is you know to always try to touch the people you're talking to and that's absolutely true to an extent people can go too far in that uh, you know you were saying about i remember you you said just at the start there how would you know you're trying to sort of eat the sausage rolls and you know uh, things the problem is these things are you know a cup of coffee a a plate or whatever it's a barrier Mm. to you interacting like i say if you can enter in a room and be ready to shake someone's hands or you know oh how do at least just gesticulate in a way i'm i'm big on gesticulation <laughs> positive things is um these things are barriers are in your way if you think about i like to think of it in terms of like a nightclub now i am a terrible terrible dancer in a way that's just the english language isn't quite sort of adapted to sort of describe <laughs> how bad uh, i am it's uh, quite a spectacle when <laughs> i go but there's Mem- memor- um, you're a memorable dancer yes exactly and one of the things I, without realising it, I did. It's, you know, for every, I'd always take a drink onto the dance floor because that's, it's a barrier to me having to really dance because, oh, I'm holding a drink. It's, it's you know, it's, say, it's a crutch. It's yeah, something to hold crutch, on to, yeah. isn't it? And in the same way, that cup of tea, you know, that plate with the sausage rolls or whatever buffet items are on, that's doing the same thing, but it, it might make you feel more secure, but it's actually much more than that. It's a barrier to to the relationships you're trying to form okay. to people you know that's um no one's gonna try to reach out and try and shake your hand when you, you've got two hands full you know it's I mean? one of those things that when, when i hear you say it it's mm. incredibly obvious mm. but then 
the best things in life usually are obvious once yeah. someone's pointed them out. Yeah, well, exactly. There's, um, it's little things because we do them without ever thinking about them. And mm. how often do you sit down and think about, do you know, I'm going to think about why I'm holding this plate, you know, yeah. in some sort of existential manner, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, uh, it's not something we're inclined to do, but it's, it's, the fact is it's worth doing, you know. Yeah. I think about actually what is this costing me, you know, in the same way you wouldn't shake someone's hand if you saw they had their hands full. Yeah. Why would anybody else do that? You know, you look, you look like they don't want to interrupt you eating. They don't want to interrupt you drinking. Okay, well, you're not there to eat and drink. You're there to socialise. So perhaps don't rely on these things. Put them. If someone offers you one, perhaps be polite. Oh, thank you very much. You know, let's not be. No, I'm here to socialise. Mm. But um, but you know, but let's not start using them as barriers and and at least acknowledge the barrier that they are. You yeah. know, the obstruction that they are. Um, equally, <laughs> let's let's not go too far the other way. I mean, there's uh, once you once you've got these things out of your hands you'll naturally sort of find yourself, you know, doing more with your hands anyway, mm. you know, gesticulating, adding things to the way you speak, you know, which makes you a lot more approachable oh, anyway. Okay. I mean, you'll do that. I, I, I've not really met anyone who just sits there with their arms by their sides when they're talking, mm. you know, and stood in a room talking. It, these things are not something we're aware of, but it happens naturally and it just automatically makes you much more approachable. Yeah, I find. it can't happen if, if you're holding a plate of pastries yeah. or or kind of um, yeah. got your hands in your pockets. Or exactly. The, the way I see it, this thing go wrong, though, is uh, when people say, oh, do you know, if you try and touch, do you know, the people you're, you're trying to make an impression with, and you'll get people who, do you know, who sort of grab hands and touch shoulders quite a lot of the time, do you know, lots of firm, yeah, see, I don't body that. cut... That's not needed. I'm a very cuddly person, but <laughs> yeah, don't like don't like that. They uh, they sort of violate our first rule, which we use to advantage, which is personal space. Hmm. You know, so like, you, not a nice thing to do, but you can use it very briefly to your advantage if you're trying to hijack something and d- very quickly divert people's attention. Hmm. You can bring a direct halt. There's tactical ways we can use that. But it's not something you want to linger in because people, you know, it gets people's backs up. Simple as that. Reputation yeah. as the grabby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there was. Um, I can't remember which president was it. Ford or something like that. One who, you know, American president was like six foot seven or whatever mm. he was, and he made a point of always leaning in, almost nose to nose with other world leaders, you know, and anyone who was trying to swear to really sort of impose himself mm. upon them and. Um, and I think that's great if you're the president of the United States. You can maybe get away with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just like, you know, um, anyone else, probably not, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So that that's certainly sort of two two ways you can go about it as well. Well, both, both easily kind of memorable ways. Mm. I mean, I, I knew this wouldn't be anything complex because the way mm. I've seen you explain things to a room before. Yeah. But quite simple. Don't have stuff yeah. in your hands. That's, and... and be the wedge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be the wedge. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know, when I, when I come to write this in a book one day, that'll be that'll be the title of the chapter. Be the be wedge. The wedge. <laughs> there's a. There's a force. That's fantastic. There's, you know, lots of other things in terms of the other areas of networking. So that's maybe useful in open networking. Mm-hmm. If invariably, when you come to the um, the sixty seconds bit or wherever it is where you get to and talk about your business for you know maybe a minute or mm. whatever time it is uh, absolutely it's something it's something people absolutely dread especially if they're not used to networking mm. and they think oh do you know especially if there's they're in a group of people who are used to networking 
and there's they go around everybody's sixty seconds or whatever sounds super slick and very professional and polished and well, for brilliant. Like BNI people have probably used that sixty seconds a lot of times. Yeah, so and here's the reality of the situation. If the people who have been in that room and have heard it 25, 30 times before, they'll largely ignore it and just listen for the bits that, that are different. You know, mm. what's different this week? You know, okay, oh, oh this week so-and-so is actually after builders. Uh, next week, oh, they're after contacts with physiotherapy. They're, they're listening yeah. for the bit that's different that they can help their members with. But largely, they're not all on the edge of their seat listening to it. Just by being there and being the new person and sounding like a new person, mm. you instantly separate yourself from the crowd you're just something different and interesting to listen to mm. no matter how many times you stumble off oh do you know and you're doing it's the fact is you're different from this the soundscape that's been going on for the last half hour you automatically people will be on the edge of the seats listening to almost willing you to well, succeed ab- you know absolutely i mean you you mentioned stumbling and things and it's i'm very aware that, that with the way i talk i'm i'm doing it now because mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about it now so now it, it's coming in but i've also noticed years ago that nobody else cares mm. i mean ultimately if i was sat in a room the way, the way i i kind of leveled it in my head is if i was sat in a room and with my natural kind of stumbling if someone was offended or laughed at me, I probably don't want to be friends with that person anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're going to judge me just on that. And also, I don't think people notice. No. They really do not. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, unless you're maybe Joe Pasquale or something, like that's your with a very squeaky voice. Do you know, people are just sort of generally sort of quite happy to speak to someone who's going to listen to them and, you know, make interesting conversation. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, as you say, people are there to listen. It's not a tough room. I mean, mm. you, you know, you spent years as a teacher and you must get some some wickedly tough rooms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come up with that. I say, there's, uh, I don't know what time, <laughs> do you know what the, what the PG rating or whatever is, is on the podcast, but put it like this, I've never been to a, a networking meeting anywhere and was like, so, oh, sir's a dickhead. <laughs> come from the back row. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, uh, next be an eye meeting. I'll go, oh, a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that would be a weird thing. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so so people want to be there, and any audience that wants yeah. to be there yeah. is is a nice is a nice audience. Exactly, and just it doesn't matter just by being new and almost by being inexperienced and sounding different to the experienced people, you're actually being ten times more effective. Mm. Do you know in getting your message across just because you sound different? So don't be afraid of sounding less practiced. The, and your the, the end result is you've got so much more attention on you, mm. like in a good way. Oh, <laughs> you know absolutely. that's how people will be hanging on your every word. You know? I think I think it's it's worth noting that I mean th- this is something that continually comes up in the podcast and and in mm. my working life that being human and being yourself mm. is pretty much the best starting point. So when, when I was a lot younger and I went to my first networking events, I put on a suit and I, I sort of created this polished, what I thought people would want to see of someone in business, mm. create this like polished. And I stood there and I just absolutely died. <laughs> I, was so, I was so uncomfortable and I was so yeah. not myself that kind of no, I, I'm kind of always encourage you know anyone just just be yourself. You know, there's so much merit Absolutely. in not being the same as everyone else. I mean, you can be a complete freak if you want. People mm. remember it. God, that would be fun, yeah. wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah. So there's um, like I say so, but like I said, don't like I was saying, yeah, don't get hung up on you know the way you present, the way you're speaking. The fact is, you're in a room full of people. You could, like you said, you couldn't be in a better room 
and you're doing a better job than mm. other people are who are polished. Something like that. There's, uh, in terms of getting noticed anyway, there's um, the other sort of tips as well, you know, if people are ever asked to speak longer or in terms of if you're more confident, like I say, and perhaps you think, you know, you, uh, you're really ready to make that impression on the room. Mm. There's certainly other things you can do. I mean, and this is sort of borrowing tips from sort of my life as a teacher, if you like. Don't be afraid to move around the room. You know, even if uh, you know if you're a guest there, like I say, if there's um, even if there's a rule against it, I'd be very surprised if there's a, a network against it. Yeah, exactly. I'd be very surprised if there's someone's written a rule against God, moving a, around the room while you speak. Exactly, exactly. So there's, um, but yeah, absolutely. Do not be afraid to walk out into the middle. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you, you know, really want to pull people's attention, again, lots of open-handed gestures. Always that are probably a really good one. Uh, sort of bit of advice is try and keep your hands, you know, sort of like nipple to navel. <laughs> you know nipple what I mean? To nipple right? to navel, like I say, which I mean, like in that sort of box in front of you, you know, about a mm-hmm. foot in front of you. you no, know, with palms facing the audience, if you're talking about anything that you have. And that's, like I say, it's one of these things, and I'm sort of willing to bow to lots of, you know, superior sort of psychological studies that have said, you know, people who do this. You look more inviting. You look like you're sort of inviting people in. Ah, mm. go on, welcome to my house. <laughs> Whatever, you know, it's yeah. giving that sort of great vibe. But if you're also walking around the room while doing it, you're cultivating that positive sense. And people are automatically, they've got to track you then. They've got to watch you. You know, because mm. especially if other people rarely do that, you're just something more interesting in the room. It's like, oh wow, you're suddenly the most interesting guy <laughs> at the whole meeting from because you've 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 deigned to take three or four steps around from <laughs> into the centre of the room mm. while you're talking. And you sort of just do a small circle back to your chair. If you're deliver if you're very confident and you have you do have to be aware of the the sort of impression it can create. Um if you're ever in a position where you can get to talk for a longer time, 10 minutes. The reality is if you're, unless you're very well polished and you're, you know, you've planned what you've got to say, people are not necessarily going to be interested in everything you've got to say for a full 10 minutes. Mm. And like I say, unless you're, you know, as a, you're trained as a public speaker and you're going to really work on every minute of that 10 minutes, you know, to make it absolutely riveting as a performance or whatever, it's you're not necessarily going to achieve that, you know, or have mm. a riveting 10 minutes. So what you can do is almost cheat, <laughs> is um, you can move yourself strategically around the room. You can walk around people's backs. So if they're sitting into, you know, imagine people in a horseshoe, you right. know, and you're in the middle, don't stand in the middle of the horseshoe, walk around the outside no, of I've the horseshoe. You, I've seen you do this, Adam. Yes. So it's, um, it's don't, unless it's something you really want to achieve, you don't, shouldn't necessarily hang about behind one person for too long because that sort of singles them out and puts a little bit of pressure on them. And it generally can create a sort of small, low-key anxiety. Oh, God, it's but, terrible. Yeah. I think yeah. that sounds almost like fun. I'm yeah. like a bad person now. <laughs> yeah, there's... Um, oh, don't worry, it's enormous fun. <laughs> but like, put it like this, this is something I did all the time as a teacher. If you're talking and delivering to the room, you know you've got five minutes of input content to mm. give the kids, you know, just... There's no way around it. Sometimes you've just got to sit there and listen to stuff you've got to tell them. Um, you know... If I saw, you know, so-and-so kid was uh, going to nod off or, not, not off, but, you know, perhaps his attention isn't totally focused on what I'm saying, we'll walk around and then we'll just hover, you know, for 20, 30 seconds behind this kid. 
you know, to, do you know, like I say, hand on the shoulder, fantastic, and then we'll move on. But just as I move on, I come back again, do you know, and stuff, yeah. you know, just to make sure, and then I'll leave off. Got to be getting so to advanced stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. So it's like, so you can position yourself in wherever you see that that attention in the room is leaving, mm-hmm. is perhaps a you know, sort of waning. Then you, uh, that's where you need to be if you like to in order to sort of keep the attention on you and then move to the next area as well once you've got that area of the room back engaged again mm. mooch along to the next area I, it's uh, i like it it's, it's something i kind of i try and do i, I don't speak publicly very often but I, mm. I spoke once at an event and it was an auditorium mm. and i was i felt completely nobbled because I had the little stage area at the front. I could basically move left and right, but I couldn't move forwards and backwards because it would end up like climbing upstairs and it would look like I was hosting the prices right or something. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly difficult. And I do feel sorry for the, um, you know, like you see people on TED Talks. Like that stage, like I say, is often actually a lot smaller than it seems. Mm. And from being on the stage, it can certainly feel almost like a cage. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're, and you're being observed, obviously, for like an autopsy, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's just perform. <laughs> it is. It's, um, that's it. And you've not got the same level of freedom and mm. to exert that sort of control over your audience, absolutely. But networking, you know, we are not on a stage. Feel free to move around and yeah. exert that I, sort of... I think it'd be interesting interesting to do a, pod, a podcast mm. just on public speaking, actually, because there's, mm. there's, there's a lot to be had there. But OK, so, so we've, we've got how to introduce yourself to a, a closed circle of people or people already having mm-hmm. a conversation. We've got the answer for not getting covered in pastry. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and we've got the, you know, the, the answer for when, when sort of everyone's going around the room asking for a short introduction for each other. Mm-hmm. Now, that brings me to, to my next question. Mm-hmm. What, obviously, if, if people are asking and it's your turn to speak about your company for 60 seconds or however long, that's clear what you're going to talk about. But when you sort of wedge yourself into a conversation in a very nice way like that... Mm-hmm. What, what do you talk about? So, what a good question. I tend to um, mainly talk at people until I've about 10 seconds have passed and then sort of drop in with a question. Now, the real, now, I'm not saying I'm any sort of expert on this. Mm. I'm sure there's better techniques. But I find if I'm sort of very positive, you know, open body gestures while I'm doing this sort of rude invasion, it's mm. very hard for people to take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, um, do you know, and it sort of allows me to sort of like a keynote. Do you know, I'm coming in with this level of energy and positivity and great. Do you know, oh, fantastic. Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, yes. Um, do you know, Simon was saying, so I should I should sort of try and talk to you guys. You, you guys are really interesting to talk to. So it's, uh, do you know, so, and try and sort of say something positive about the people, at least one of the people in the group, mm. you know, as in. So it's, um, and especially if you know there's one person and you know their name, yeah. you know, say so if it's uh, Simon, the uh, sort of window fitter or whoever, you know, that's, uh, oh, so, excuse me, it's, it's you, sir, Simon? So, oh, yeah, oh, for the windows? Yeah, oh, brilliant. So, like, so, yes, yes, I was told you're the man to speak to, absolutely, yeah. fantastic. And it's like, oh, okay. So, like I say, it casts the name. So, um, no one's not going to like that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> no one's not going to like that. And then, um, so, like I say, you can say, I hope we don't matter. So it's... Uh, and at that point, again, very, very difficult for them to say, no, we do mind, go away. <laughs> do you know, yeah. and very vanishingly small odds of them at anyone actually saying that, you know, at a networking event. Yeah. Um, so once you've done that, I mean, then just leave them, do you know, with a question. So 
Fantastic. Uh, do you know, so time in the window fitness. So t- t- tell, tell us a bit about what you do. When you, how would you get into the uh, window fitting game then? Hmm. Something like that. What If you've got something more specific planned, you know, you've, you've went in there with a plan of attack to talk about your business or whatever, great if you can lead with something else perhaps. But even if you do have that plan... There's nothing like getting them talking about their own business first before you lead into your oh, sort of say your absolutely. business pitch. So I'd still recommend it, even in that situation, if you've you're there to target one person who you're super keen you're to not, do business with. One of the things I like to say, well, yeah, just to add to that, don't don't do the elevator pitch on first meeting. Yeah. That's, that's just <laughs> that's just weird. You'll you'll get your chance at almost any networking thing. But something I've 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 said for a long time, and it came quite naturally, is if say to someone, oh, so you know, what is it you do? And almost no matter what they say, you mm. can say, that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean it. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not going, this is checkbox how to talk to people. I generally am interested. In fact, I was, I was somewhere once not that long ago, and I spoke to the guy, so what is it you do? And mm. he said, I'm an actuary. I said, that sounds interesting. And he said, you know what? No one's ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, we ended up having a brilliant conversation. And it was, it was quite funny because he was just like, you know what? No one says that about mm. actuaries. No, no, they are interesting. But I think they are. Apparently, yeah, I was, was going to make an actuary joke there. But that's, pretty, that's too niche, even for this. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? It reminds me of a thing that's, you know, even if it was just the most... You know, if there's such a thing, a mundane job, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm a stationary clerk or something. I don't know what you'd get. There's always something Something interesting. Yeah, exactly. Well, the fact is that, you know, I was a little bit uh, sort of self-conscious when I first started in business, thinking, oh, you know, there's competition and there's other guys out there doing what I do. No, there isn't. No. No, there's no one out there. And that's true for almost every single business out there. There is no one else doing what you do. They might have similar products, but that's they don't do it the way you do it. No, no, no you know? it's impossible. So it's Even like, with franchises, no two franchises are exactly the same. Exactly, yes. So there's, um, like I said, no matter what the way they, they've, even if the profession itself is fairly mundane, that you can guarantee that they've, you know, creative people are out there. Mm. They're, they're going to be doing something creative and, got an interesting ancillary business absolutely there is i've seen some people go really wild with that i was uh, mm. i go go to a lot of exhibitions just partly because i enjoy them <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's something i help clients with and so it was a packaging mm. exhibition in birmingham and oh, it's yeah. not even interesting packaging stuff like you know clear film basically yeah. things like, <laughs> like 50 60 booths and stands about yeah. films yeah now in but, 42.5 micron and 40 micron. <laughs> exactly yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, the actually oriented polypropylene. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, that wasn't me trying to do an accent. That was me trying to remember what BOPP. So going mildly <laughs> off, tack, off tack again. Um, but there was one company and they had all their staff turn up dressed as superheroes. <laughs> and you know what? They looked horribly uncomfortable. <laughs> they looked really uncomfortable. But there was more people around that stand than any of the other one. I'd, I'd, I'd love to know if it worked. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember the name of the company, but, but I, I can't. But, yeah, you don't have to go quite that wild. Just turning up to a networking meeting dressed mm. as a superhero would be interesting. Yeah, well, do you know what? Here's an interesting thing. On that exact topic, really, in terms of the way you dress at a meeting as well, they say, you know, don't sort of try to pretend to look like you're in business. Actually, just you're absolutely right, you know, dresses yourself yeah. you come as yourself people by people you know mm. and like i said if you can present yourself in the best way that's great that being said 
if you've got the confidence, if part of your personality is you no know, confidence and you know you, you don't mind sort of being a bit of a spectacle, like I said, there's um, there's absolutely no reason why you can't wear something sort of outlandish or you know something unusual. You know that I've um, sort of met people who you know who their whole thing is like you know they only dress in pink. You know, mm-hmm. like I say, that's that's just the way that is. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's hey, or there's um, do you know hypnotherapists out there who've sort of you know I'm a hypnotist sort mm. of thing you know ask me what you know written on their shirt and it's, you're almost giving people an icebreaker to go with it even if it's something sort of as straight up you know as blunt as you know walking in with you know sex written on your shirt and so now I've got your attention ask me about <laughs> you know if you've got the confidence to sort of roll with that as a person you know and don't mind making a spectacle of yourself then absolutely by all means if you're there to be noticed and Mm. break the ice and talk to people then and that image that you're presenting there is actually part of you and your business and you know it matches what you're trying to achieve then absolutely i'd love to lean into it it. yeah i want to see more kind of rupert the bear suits and things like that i don't know why that popped into my head but yeah but um like i said there's there's, to be honest, if I think if you're being yourself, you're being positive, you're giving a lot up, you get you get back what you what you give out. Absolutely, mm. I mean, like I say that's as you know, I, don't, I don't know who first said that, but it's been absolutely true for as long as there've been people. I think mm. so. It's um, you know you're not going to go far wrong at these networking events if you're going in with a positive attitude and you're giving out lots of positive energy. You're going to get that back. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, and the thing, the key thing to remember is that you're only ever at a networking event because you've chosen to be there. Hmm. I mean, some some you pay for, some you don't. And my attitude is that if I'd bought a computer, for example, you know, so I spent money on the business, mm-hmm. I'm gonna use it. And it's the same with networking things. Kind of time, time is money, as the cliche goes. And and if I take time out of, of my day to go to a networking thing, I'm I'm spending myself. I'm spending my my. You know my internal collateral. God, that's mm-hmm. an awful phrase, isn't it? <laughs> but but yeah, so so do it. Don't don't yeah. don't waste it. And in my experience, I mean, I avoided networking things for years, and I'm yet to go to one where I get to find one full of jerks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, they tend to be really good because everyone's there for the same reason. Exactly. Okay, is there anything you want to add there? No, do you know what? Other than to say thank you very much for having us along. That's been fantastic here to your sort of like fantastic studio. Oh, yes, my lovely kind of, my lovely office studio. Um, Did you want to kind of mention any of the networking groups that you particularly enjoy? Because I'm realising that people listening to this... Oh, absolutely, yes. So there's um, now... Something we're sort of looking into at the minute is, uh, you know, a shout out for Amoeba, so the Mothers in Business. Oh, wow. Well, now, obviously, now I can't say I've personally been one, but my wife has, like I say. And as a new mother, you know, it was very hard for her to get into the business, sort of the networking scene mm. with the little ones around. And, you know, these, the, the ladies meet up, like I say, all mothers. They've got creche facility activities for the kids to be getting on with and it's an absolutely wonderful inviting sort of environment so i'm told so i I love that so so Mm. i'm not going to delve too deeply into my history but i I spent first my adam and i were talking about this off air spent the first probably three at least years being you know looking after my daughter and running my business Mm. and one of the problems i had is that i couldn't get out anywhere with my daughter 
God, there should be a dads and mums or a dads one. But no, that's fantastic. Yeah. I never even knew that thing. What absolutely genius yeah, it's that like is. I say, just put it like this. I know my wife's been at one now and she's an absolutely raving fan of oh, it. That's so brilliant. it's um so like I say, absolutely you know, it was a breath of fresh air for us. She absolutely mm. loved it. And um like I say, obviously, aside from that as well, for I can speak from personal experience is you know BNI absolutely so business networking national especially here in uh, the I attend there so the Ipswich Woolsey chapter yeah that's it and it's like I said I'd say BNI let's say anyone who's interested in takes their business sort of seriously they want to grow their business absolutely sort of find your nearest chapter go along like I say you're not going to be press ganged into joining I mean at the end of the day you've, no, no. you will be asked to join like same as any networking event, you know, if yeah. you want to apply. But the reality is, go along. Uh, the, the some people find, you know, sort of being I, you know, oh, has it got a lot of rules and things like this, hasn't it? And it's, uh, but the reality is, the people who go there, like I say, whilst there's a lot of rules, it's very friendly. You know, people who are there often friends as well. They do. It, it's got that rules to back it up. I find it personally, it works well for me because the people there, as much as we're friendly and we get on. We will hold each other accountable to make sure, you know, we're bringing, we're help doing the most to sort of bring business into the mm. room and sort of help each other grow our businesses. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, much as we all like each other, we could meet up at the pub and not spend like a thousand pound a year <laughs> for the play, uh, but, uh, exactly. on I've membership tried. pleasures. You know, we're, we're spending a thousand quid because we want uh, more business. I, I tried that and years ago, me and a bunch of other SEOs, because mm. we all talk to each other. I mean, locally, mm. probably internationally, we wouldn't see each other as competitors. So we decided just to go to the pub once a, a month as a networking thing. It didn't work at all. We all had a brilliant time, mm. but we yeah. sat in the pub in pub mode. We, we weren't in business mode in the slightest. Yeah. And um, for that reason, I mean, and I'm not criticising sort of another networking organisation here. There's, um, but uh, so I was a member of 4N. Now, while 4N does a lot of fantastic networking, like I'd personally say it's better for small businesses who were trying to cover lots of areas, you know, mm. to meet one initial meeting, one initial meeting, one initial meeting. That's its real strength in 4N, like I say. So if that's the type of networking you want, I'd absolutely recommend that, even above B&I. Oh, right. Like so it's not one I've heard of, actually. Yeah, so it's uh, it's basically, it's sort of, they do their, they sort of say they're 50% business, 50% social. Mm-hmm. Now, so in my personal experience, that's, the, the downside about that is you don't get to build up the relationships over time. So that whole, bef- you know, people need to see you a bunch of times before they'll sort of consider referring you or sort of buying from you. You don't really get to build up that no like trust relationship in the same way because you don't know who's going to be there each week you don't do you know do you know what i mean it could yeah. be a completely different room every week but if you're trying to build a network of a close network of businesses and contacts around you which can then help promote each other's business so if i was trying to meet a web developer uh, events organizer in my trade and get close relationships with those guys so that we could all help each other's business and refer work to one another I don't think that could be achieved in 4N just because, or it'd be much more difficult to achieve Mm. it, but it'd be much more easy if I was, for example, offering business training, like as a coaching or something like that, and I could get to meet a lot more new businesses, Mm. do you know, for once or twice, do you know, when they attend. So that's, it's, you know, everyone listening here knows their business better than, they're the experts in their own business. They'll know what networking is right for them. But, Mm -hmm. um, but what I would say is, yeah, that whatever type of networking works for you, I guarantee there's an organisation out there 
that has those values and will be right for you. And do you know what? If there isn't, make one. Well, you know, this, this kind of, I mentioned the pub earlier. There, there is actually, in Ipswich, we have pub networking, which started mm. by a guy called Milo, who was on the previous episode. And I think that's pretty much what he started. I mean, I said before about going to the pub and just drinking beer. Mm. The, the difference with his is that it's still a networking event and you, you're sat in a room, you're not just at the bar, and there is a structure to it. So I'd, I'd recommend that. Mm. Um, I just want to make that really clear. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the kind of the crazy one that I was talking about earlier with other SEOs is not the same thing as Milo's pub networking. <laughs> Right, I think I think I'm kind of a yeah, legal department nodding. I think I'm all right there. <laughs> but like I say, yeah, whatever there's out there, absolutely. I mean, networking's you know the oldest form of marketing, probably, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, so it's people it's like, speaking to people, it's, exactly. Absolutely. Okay, Adam, I really appreciate kind of your time today. It's been really interesting, and um, I think kind of I'm looking forward to the next networking event now. And uh, oh, yeah. I used to dread them years ago, but mm-hmm. no, it's 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 just that key those key things. So just to summarise, the wedge. Yeah, be the, <laughs> be the wedge. Be the wedge. <laughs> uh, be positive. That's it. Um, don't be afraid to move around the room, mm-hmm. and uh, and hover as well where you in, hang around in the room where you want where the attention is dipping. Mm-hmm. Physically place yourself in that part of the room. It okay. will soon raise up. And um, like I say, just you get out what you get back, what you put out. So lots of positive energy, open hand gestures. Like I say, if you can't be enthusiastic about what you do, nobody else will. So absolutely. nice summary. And, mm-hmm. and on that note, I think we'll leave it. Can you just remind people how they can find your business? Absolutely, yes. So if you uh, head over to our website or so Facebook, it's uh, Ipswich Embroidery and Print. Any search on there will find us, and we'll look forward to seeing you. Do you want to do a ten-second elevator pitch? So, yes, uh, Ipswich Embroidery and Print. So we make outstanding workwear, branded apparel, signage, and promotional goods. So think about any time you ne- you're next out there, you need to think, do you know what, I'm at this networking event. Do you know, would it be good if I had a pen or some sort of giveaway to or keyring or something to give out? We're the guys who can help you make a statement in the room with your giveaway. <laughs> now, take this as an endorsement if you'd like to, listeners, but I am sat here wearing a hoodie. That says Andrew Law's Associates that was embroidered by Adam. So so you can take that as an endorsement if you like. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening. This is this has been interesting. It's it's quite a nice meaty 40 minutes we've been rolling along for. Um stay tuned, subscribe, look for the old episodes, rate, review, tell your grandma, tell your networking groups. There you go, tell your networking groups to look for internet marketing for humans. And we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.